Welcome back to another episode of Caps Off by the Game Day. It is week four look ahead day. It is week four who to trade for day. It is week four who to sell away day. Lipe, you look cold, but you look great. How you doing? Well, I'm good. It is cold in New York now. It's like, Dude, it, it took so while to get, or so long. I can't even speak because of how cold it is or just because maybe we're both tired as fuck. But it took so while, so long to get cold. You can do this. Come on. Come on. It took so while. It took so long. Come on. Take a breath. Hold so, on, hold on. It, oh, take a breath. It took so, so long, long to get cold in New York, but when it finally got cold, it got cold as fuck. Like, out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. And like, you wake up and it says like 50 degrees. It's like, I'm not prepared for that. I need a little slow, you know, gradual change in yeah. it. I need like it to go 70, yeah. 65. And our 60. office is just cold in general. Well, no, our office doesn't know which side of the coin they want to be on. Either they want to be hot with no AC or they want to be cold. So That's it's, right. it's, it's cold right now. So we're all yeah. in jackets. Ben producing the show. Is in a fucking jacket. Matan and Jack, who's behind us, are in jackets. Everyone's yeah. in jackets. So, but it's cozy at least. You get a little jacket, a little hoodie. Like I'd rather have it be a little chilly and and be cozy than like be warm and maybe a little sweat coming out and shit. What are you looking at? I'm saying, but that jacket doesn't look cozy. That, oh, it's it's nice. It's nicer inside. Yeah, it's, it's like well, a jean jacket. Yeah, it's, it's cozy, dude. Just okay. trust me. Yeah, no, trust uh, me. sure, 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 Thanks. sure, sure, sure. Um, but hey, week four fantasy look ahead. Um, today we are going to run through a bunch of guys in fantasy that obviously you should trade for, um, who should you trade away. We're going to look at the top 10 quarterbacks, top 10 running backs, top 10 wide receivers. There are some interesting ones on the running back and wide receivers list. Um, hopefully we could help you make some trades for this week and advise you. So make sure to submit your fantasy questions. If you are tuning in live, um, if not, uh, we will probably end up just going to fuck ourselves. But with that being said, um, if you're into DFS, you know, make sure to go to gameday.com slash promotions. Many may not know this, but Sleeper has one of the largest DFS multipliers in the entire industry at up to 100 times your bets. They're currently giving up to a $100 match deposit when you use the code TGD. So make sure mm. to go to the gameday.com slash promotions TGD. to find that one. TGD, yeah. On there, it might say game day, but if you use TGD, you'll get um, maybe a Puka Nakua shirt with gift with purchase, you know? I like that. Um, but yeah, as a reminder, we are going to answer questions, right? So a lot of this is going to be going through, uh, people that we think you should trade for people. We think you should sell away what you can probably get for them. Um, and then really going to your questions and, and really seeing how we can help you uh, facilitate the right trade. But I want to start off with the top 10 quarterbacks, top 10 running backs and top 10 wide receivers. Um, Lipe, I'll run through the top 10 quarterbacks and you'll just, anyone that sticks out, there's two that kind of stick out to me, but the quarterbacks aren't as surprising as the running backs and the wide receivers. So the top 10 quarterbacks in PPR right now, even though quarterbacks have nothing to do really with PPR, uh, obviously Kirk Cousins, Justin Herbert at two, two at three, four Jordan Love, five Patrick Mahomes, six Jalen Hurts, seven Lamar, eight Josh Allen, nine Russ, it's crazy. and 10 Jared Goff. What do you yeah. make of those last two guys on the list? They won't be in here for long. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason being is there's some really good quarterbacks playing bad right now, yeah. and the law of averages, great guys having bad weeks, they're going to have great weeks, and they're going to bounce back up. I still think, look, I'm a Justin Fields manager. I have him. He's going to make his way onto this list because they they can't bench him. They won't. I, they're going to have to turn it around. There's no way to get worse than what they are right now. He's going to turn it up. He, to get better, they have to use him more on the ground, mm. and so that's good for fantasy. He's going to find his way up there. I think of guys like Joe Burrow and uh, and the injury may be a little scary, but another guy, Trevor Lawrence, yep. uh, can find his way up there. So a couple guys are going to drop down. 
Other guys I think are going to f- move further up this list. I think Lamar will move further up this list. Another guy that hasn't really been himself to, to the full extent. Yep. Uh, Josh Allen. Um, and, and, you know, Kirk also won't stay at one. Yeah. But he'll, he'll probably stay in that top ten. But those are those are surprising, like, Russ. And Goff is balling out, but Russ is super surprising considering the Broncos have been getting clapped. And yeah. they suck, and he sucked last year. And he's don't get me wrong, he's playing better this year, but he's not. He's you wouldn't assume top ten. Yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of Broncos fans saying, "Well, Sean Payton, they they're averaging mo- ten more points per game, but you're still averaging 20, 20 points per game. That's like seventeenth in the NFL right now. Is that so, really seventeenth? Yeah, so yeah. it's like okay, you, yeah, you got a lot better than last year, which is still below average. Exactly. So, but I I, I agree with you. I think guys like Lamar, Jalen Hurts will move up. I actually think when I look at Jordan Love, he's a guy I think that will stay as a, a top ten quarterback in fantasy this year. That was the biggest concern. He's looked really really good. Um, and he's, I think his, his completion percentage is super high. And I know a lot of people in the fantasy industry are going to talk about, you know, like the law of averages and kind of hurting him, right? Like where it's, if he, he's not going to be in that top 10 because yeah. of it, I think he'll stay there. The Justin Fields one is interesting because I think a lot of people would maybe say to try and sell Justin Fields. Maybe you bench him. For me, I'm starting him this week against Denver. Obviously you saw what Tua did now. The other half of that argument is <laughs> yeah. like, are they going to just come out fucking swinging? It's the biggest bounce back game for the Denver Broncos. But I just feel like Justin Fields is set up to have a QB1 type of day. He's too good not so. to, to put on the bench. Um, I, I'm starting Justin Fields, but I, I agree. I think that this top 10 quarterback list is going to change. Now, keep submitting your questions. We see them. We're going to get to them in a bit. Um, top 10 running backs. This is where it's interesting. This is where PPR comes into play. Uh, so number one is Raheem Moser. Shout out the porpoises. Number two is CMC. Three is Kenneth Walker. For Devon A-Chan, excuse me, the name... Is that really how you pronounce yeah, it, A-Chan? and I hate... It I, shouldn't be an E at the end. Or yeah. it should be two N's. That would be A-Chan. Yeah. But it's I, okay. Like, he knows how to spell how to pronounce his name. And he, I might, he might not. But, okay. like, Devon A-Chan, it's just... It's, A-Chan was way cooler. Uh, but whatever. He's the number four, which is bizarre. We're going to talk about that. Five, Brian Robinson. Six, Kyron Williams. Seven, Tony Pollard. Eight, James Conner. Nine, Jerome Ford. Ten, DeAndre Swift. The fact of the matter of the fact of the matter with Devon Achan and DeAndre Swift being there after really only having one to two weeks is insane. It's a byproduct of how shitty the entire running back industry has been this season. Industry, industry, yeah. It's a run, It's an industry. I like that. It's a booming one, you know. <laughs> I like that. It's a booming industry. Yes, with one. No, with the other. I think Swift will be there for the rest of the year. I think with Swift, he didn't play that first game. Right. Really, I mean, he played. He didn't get touches. Like, I think he touched the ball. Like. Three times or yeah. something like that. And then week two uh, with the, the other running back, Kenneth Walker being hurt, getting more carries. Week three, getting more carries and balling out. This is a trend for him. Now, A-Chan, it's a trend for, like, upwards trend as well of getting more touches, but he's not going to break out the way he just did this last game. He's right. not going to have another one of those. So he's going to drop down, I think. Now, he's probably still going to be a top 24 back because of just what he can do with even limited touches mm-hmm. but he's not going to be he, he, he won't you're not going to be putting him in your rb1 maybe RB2. i don't he's going to be yeah. more of like a flex play at times i think yeah I, I agree i mean look the fact if you've played one game and you score 50 points and then you're the rb4 on the year it shows that the whole entire industry as we keep talking about uh is struggling the thing with deandre swift though I get that he might be this for the rest of the year. I'm actually trying to sell high on him. And the reason I'm trying to sell high on him is, yes, the offensive line is fantastic. And, yes, we know when he has the ball in his hands, he is electric and he's been super talented. He had those, you know, moments uh, in Detroit. 
But the biggest issue I see with DeAndre Swift is like you still have Kenneth Gainwell. You still have Boston Scott. You still have opportunities for those goal line touches to be taken away. And I'm almost positive where he had, you know, even though he's been really healthy for those two games, Kenneth Gainwell still took goal line carries this week. And obviously he was that, you know, that guy in, in week one. I think DeAndre Swift's value, the perception of DeAndre Swift might be higher than where oh, he actually yeah. is. And therefore you could probably capitalize that, capitalize on that. So um, I don't mind if you want to keep DeAndre Swift. I don't know if he's going to be an RB1 on the year just because the, the volume can be spread around on yeah. any given week. Um, I also don't think game script is favorable sometimes with that, right? Like the Eagles were, were beating the Bucks, so they're going to run the ball a lot more. He looked yeah. great. But I think DeAndre Swift, if you look at this entire list, the two guys I think that will warrant probably the best sell-high type of value would be Devon Achan and DeAndre Swift. Every other guy is going to command, like, it's going to be tough to either, you know, trade for or trade away. Maybe Jerome Ford is a guy that you can you could sell. Um, what about Kenneth Walker? Caruso, Alex Caruso, who's on here a couple of days ago, was big on that one. Yep. Um, increased usage for, and increasing usage for uh, Zach Charbonnet. Yeah. And... Walker's efficiency numbers, like, yes, those he had a 30-point game this past mm-hmm. week. Big yards, big plays, but also the most, I mean, the the amount of carries he has that goes for no gain is, like, more than any other running back, and he yep. had some stat that kind of talked about that. But that could be a real good sell-high candidate, too, where uh, guys might be overvaluing him right now because they think he's going to, he's a top totally. three running back right now. He's that he's that third running back. He's not going to finish there. Now, he still could finish as maybe around from 10 to 15, anywhere mm-hmm. there. But if you could sell him for something equivalent to, you know, where he is right now as RB3, then that could be pretty good. Like, I think, I agree. I think you could sell Kenneth Walker and maybe have to, you know, maybe add one more and get a Tony Pollard. And on one hand, the person that's probably trading Tony Pollard away is feeling good about it because you're getting Kenneth Walker and another piece. But on the other hand, Tony Pollard is the only one there. Obviously, Rico Dowdle had, Dowdle? Dowdy or Dowdle? Dowdle. Dowdle. Um, had a good game. Pollard has, uh, he's like, hasn't found the end zone yet, or he has maybe a few, like once or twice. Yeah, well, the thing about Pollard is, uh, I think he's found it a couple times. You'd like him to find it more. But one of the things to look at for, like, what is uh, the breakout potential for a player? I, I saw a term recently by the, the Twitter gurus or the fantasy gurus mm. on Twitter. Uh, I'm trying to remember what it was. But essentially, it's like, let's value running backs based off these things, right? Targets yep. and then red zone snaps. Mm-hmm. Like so, those are the two things. Because if you can get touchdowns, that's huge, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then targets in a PPR is, is massive. Tony Pollard is right up there with yep. the combination of those. So I think even if he hasn't gotten in the end zone that much, those are gonna it's, it's gonna even out. He's gonna yep. be able to get his this season. So I'm not too worried about that. Yeah, we'll get to you know we'll we'll talk about players to trade away and trade for. So um, we will be sure to definitely hit those. I see a lot of comments, a lot of questions asking what to do. We will get to every single one of them. So keep asking them um, and stay tuned. Also, if you want to bet anything with DFS, you want to play DFS, make sure to go to gameday.com slash promotions to play with Sleeper. They're doing $100 match deposit right now with code TGD for the game day. If you don't know, caps off is from the game day. Uh, So make sure to go to gameday.com slash promotions to find that offer. Um, another interesting one, who to trade, uh, sorry, top 10 wide receivers. There, there are some interesting names here. Uh, the top 10 wide receivers in PPR right now, obviously Tyreek Hill, number two is Keenan Allen, three Devontae Adams, four is Jettis, five Mike Evans, six Debo, seven Tank Dell, eight Adam Thielen, nine Puka Nakua, 10 Stefan Diggs. What do you make of that list? Puka Nakua. Puka Nakua. Yeah. Nah, look, it's, it's like the other list, right? Like we're three weeks in. 
let's not overreact. These guys, a lot of these guys won't be here by week fucking six. Yeah. Um, even earlier than that, but definitely not by week, you know, 15, 16 when you're in the fantasy mm-hmm. playoffs. So, um, a couple of those guys, like Tank Dell's not going to be there. He's not even the best receiver on his team. Facts. Uh, some guys here, like Mike Evans is really high, and he's been playing well with Baker, well, but he's yeah. also, uh, he's showing that he's still Mike Evans, but yep. he's not the, you know, he's not going to finish as wide receiver five, obviously. And so, uh, uh, the other guys, though, that, are there and are going to stay there. Like Tyreek, you already know. Absolutely. Um, Keenan Allen, especially with the injury to Mike Williams. Devontae Adams is balling out regardless mm-hmm. of what's going on in, uh, in in Las Vegas. I always want to say Oakland. Yeah, me too. I was thinking. But, uh, but yeah, it's a, fun, it's a fun list right now. And I think, like, with some of these guys, you definitely can sell a high. Uh, Mike Evans, like, if people are willing to buy that right now, I would sell – on him right now totally. I, like Baker we've seen him fall off cliffs mm. in the middle of a season so I don't think it's because of Mike I think it's more because of Baker and some other guys like Adam Thielen are they going to be able to keep up this production I think Thielen had a big week, big week this past week with the backup quarterback who's the backup quarterback in Andy Dalton with Dalton Bryce Young is going through some crazy growing pains our friend Frank Amaranti said this past week and like he quote tweeted a tweet that said oh Bryce Young is looking healthy for this week and mm-hmm. he's like oh bad news for yeah, the Panthers definitely. offense just like the guys aren't going to, the receivers, the, the rest of the offense aren't going to benefit as much with Bryce Young as they are with Andy Dalton. So those are some of the things I'm thinking about. I, I agree with the Adam Thielen one. I have Adam Thielen. I'm, I'm trying to sell high on him in a lot of leagues. Now, granted, I do think he can be someone that you could put in your lineup. I think sure. he, the old head in the room, he's going to get volume. Um, but he, I think, benefited from injuries this past week. And Andy Dalton's probably better for Thielen than Bryce Young is, even though Bryce in Young moment. in week two did feed Adam Thielen. So I'm trying to sell high on Adam Thielen. Again, the running backs and the wide receivers are very similar because if you look at some of these names, Adam Thielen's had two good weeks. Tank Dell's had two good weeks. Other than that, there's not many other guys that you could put over them, right? So I'm trying to trade Adam Thielen. I'm trying to trade even Debo. I'm trying to trade Mike Evans. I'm trying to see, can I get guys that I know by the end of the year, you know, are going to be there? The Jamar Chases of the world. Now, yeah. you're not going to get Jamar Chase from Adam Thielen, but can you pair a Debo Samuel with someone else and go after someone that might be 0-3 and, and have some of these wide receivers? Could you get a Chris Olave who hasn't found the end zone yet? You know, the, I think it's the way I'd aim for these types of trades, and it'll be a good time to move into like our who to trade away type of segment, uh, would be look at the 0-3 teams, look at the 1-2 and two teams, see the types of needs that they have. Do they have one top-heavy wide receiver and then some, you know, shittier guys? Do they have a Chris Olave there? What are some things that you could kind of feed them? To be able to say, all right, I'm going to give you two of my guys for year one. I'm going to give you three of my guys for one because your team stinks pretty much, right? And their depth is bad. Because fantasy is a weird place right now. There's not many of the same guys that you'd consistently find at the top of the chart. So I would definitely try and um, make those trades. I agree with everything you said. But let's move into who to to trade away. Yeah, I love you, bro. Um, (laughs) Also, as a reminder, I see some start-sit questions in here. If you have any start-sit questions, um, we'll be doing a live at 5 o'clock tonight, Eastern Standard Time. So make sure to tune into that on TikTok and TikTok only. Um, We'll be doing some start-sits and helping you uh, set your lineups. Uh, But yeah, here I want to talk about some guys you should trade away. Um, So on this list, let's start with the Dolphins running backs, right? Obviously, I think Raheem Mostert and Devon Achan is the biggest sell highs of the week. And I think that's the, the consensus around anywhere um, you would go. The issue that I've found is people are more inclined to trade for Devon than actual Raheem Mostert, which yeah. is which I understand, but Raheem Mostert is currently the RB1. Now, he's not going to be the RB1 you know, for the rest of the season. Yeah. But 
on the best offense in the NFL, the RB1 on that offense. Yep. They signed him again this offseason, right? Like, yes, Jeff Wilson is coming back from IR, but a lot of people are very hesitant to trade for Raheem Mostert. It's been tough for me to try and even trade Raheem Mostert. But if you could sell him, let's say if you could package a Raheem Mostert and like an Adam Thielen and maybe go get a Travis Etienne, I don't know. Um, I'm, I don't know if someone does that because Etienne had a good game, but the offense is still finding their way. Yeah. See what, see what you can do. I mean, here's the thing. Based off of that, what you're saying, which I totally agree with, people are way more willing to trade for Devon Achan. They, they want Achan. And it makes sense. Like, you know, the rookie, the usage is going to keep increasing. And he, he, Mostert's explosive, but I think there's just more sex appeal with Achan. Totally, totally. And uh, who ended up? They both scored like 40 plus. They both, week, yeah. Right? Who scored more? Achan. So people overreact to little things like that. Yep. And Mostert does have an injury history, too. But he was healthy last year. All of last year? Yeah. And so that's where you got to get people on, you know, like take advantage of their unwillingness to, or take advantage of their, of their recency bias, really. Right. And so HN is going to go, he's the, he has more sex appeal right now than trade him away, like keep Mostert, or if you have Mostert, don't worry about trading him right now if people aren't seeing the value. Trade who people are seeing a little bit more value than maybe they're worth right now. Like we said, he's not going to, Probably not going to repeat another week like he had this week. That'd be crazy if he did. Yep. He could, but he probably won't. And so see what you can get from him uh, and, and rather than, like, trying to force Mostert out of there. Like, I think the biggest thing with trades, too, and, like, with guys that people value too high or whatever it may be, like, let people, wh whoever they want, yep. like, give cool, them, give, give, them give it to them. Yeah. because Make them feel like they have the leverage. Yeah, make them feel like they have the leverage and then get the guys that you need on your team. So uh, another thing that's tough with that, that's kind of funny, though, is like, I know I, I feel this way and I think a lot of people feel this way. Mm -hmm. When you get a guy off of, of waivers or somebody else gets a guy off of waivers, like, you probably, HM was on a lot of waivers this, yes, totally. the past week. And so somebody just got him. And then it's like, let's say you just got him. I did, actually, last week on one of my, one of my waivers. Continue. But not this week. No, I got him last week, yeah. Okay, so a lot of people get, I got him this week, right? After yeah, 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 week, right? Okay, you didn't give me a head nod. So, no, that's fair. So I, a I lot didn't. of people got him this week, and then now they're trying to trade him. I, I just feel so weird about trading for a guy you just got off waivers. I'm like, it feels I weird. get it. I understand it. Sometimes you got to put your ego aside, but it, I don't like doing it. Let me, I'll, it's funny. I had this exact dilemma last night. So I have A-Chan. The guy has Raheem Mostert that I'm talking to. He has Calvin Ridley. We're both 3-0. I want Ridley. I think we've believed, especially on this podcast, that Calvin Ridley is a top 12 wide receiver, not even in fantasy, but in real life. Yeah. The offense has been bad. Naturally, after missing two years, he's going to have lulls. He dropped a touchdown in week two. Like, the air, he's top 10 in uh, expected fantasy points right now, which is usually an indicator. He tried, so we were first talking, it was Lockett and Achan for uh, Ridley. I was not willing to do it at 3-0, just like not worth it. Somehow it got to A-Chan for Ridley, and I got A-Chan on the waiver wire this past week. Now, there's a part of me that's like, but he just went off, the sex appeal, and I'm even questioning the Ridley one. Now he never a Dolphins fan. True, yes. Because I would do that in a heartbeat. But I asked Scotty <laughs> the King, our friend, and he actually said he would probably keep A-Chan really? based off of my team. So Okay. It's, it's which means which matters a lot. Like you got to look at the, the, the makeup of your team. Exactly. Yeah. But I agree with you. A chan is a guy that could probably warrant a big return if you you can put an A chan with someone right now and, and chase a big fish. So that's why I think it's worth trading. Um, if you have both, if you have one of them, who do you want? Pick one. 
um, and, and really chase these bigger fish. I saw someone say also the uh, fantasy got on TikTok, the, the Mostert injury history is the issue. Well, he played 14 of the 16 games last year. He was still like a top 26 uh, running back. You're not going to make the argument that you shouldn't have CMC because of the injury history, yet they both missed a lot of games. So I, I get the notion. I understand the injury history, but um, it's a running back. It's a, there's, it's a lawless land right now. There's not many running backs to, to choose from. That's true. Another guy, obviously we've talked about Puka every single week. We don't have to touch on yeah. him aggressively. Not only that, not only do we talk about him every single week, we have, we have we Puka have Nagui shirts. Yes, yes, that, part that Jack made. Um, I mean, what are you doing with Puka Nakua right now? Are you, are you trying to trade? I've tried to trade him for two weeks. People aren't budging really? for some reason because everyone feels that this looming Cooper Cup thing is going to affect him tremendously, which I think is fair, but I think people also forget to realize that Cooper Cup and Robert Woods were able to both be top 24 wide receivers when they were together. Puka Nakua does not play in the slot like Cooper Cup does. Robert, he plays the Robert Woods role. Tutu Atwell is like kind of the Brandon Cooks role, right? That deep ball guy. Cooper Cup coming back is beneficial for Puka. I think Puka Nakua, no matter what, is a top 24 wide receiver rest of season. He's going to get targets. He's a big body. He's yet to score a touchdown. If you have Puka, I don't mind keeping him. If you could, you know, put him with an Adam Thielen and go get, like, one of the big fish, then go do it. Yeah, I mean, that's funny. You've been trying to sell him. I've, that's what you should do. Just because, naturally, he's, he's, he's going to fall off a little bit, even if he stays the top 24 receiver. I think mm -hmm. that's pretty, you know, that's a good claim in itself. But you just... With Cup coming back, I think that's what people are worried about. Maybe that's why they're a little bit hesitant. Mm -hmm. They know what Cup is. They know he's that top guy. But I agree with you. He's still going to have his role in this offense. And McVay is a is a very smart offensive mind. He schemes up his guys to have success. And what it takes to have success as a receiver in that offense is just it's just being smart. It's just mm -hmm. under not to like discredit Cooper Cup and his whiteness. But ah, sure. It, but it, it's just about understanding the zones, understanding the gaps in the defense and stuff like that, and just being able to fit in those and find. My, Matt Stafford will find you, and Puka is going to continue to be able to do that. So while there's going to be less target share probably for him, he's still going to get his. And if people aren't valuing him right now, overvaluing, it's like we said before. With if people aren't looking to trade for AJ and like, and you have him, then like, yeah, see what you can get. If people aren't looking to trade for Nuku, then. Hold on to him. He's going to be doing his thing. But if there is someone in your league that's overvaluing him, then see what you can get. I'm sure, like, like I always say this because it's the case with everybody. Like, if somebody's a Rams fan in your league mm. and they love him more than everybody else loves him, see what you can get. So. I agree. Um, three other names on the who to trade away list. Uh, Keenan Allen, which is going to be a shocker. I think he, I believe we, we were talking about him. He's currently the wide receiver two on the year. Now, I'm not saying to trade Keenan Allen away. But when these types of big games happen, I just want to see what I can get. If I could upgrade Keenan Allen to Tyree Killer Jettis, I'm going to do it. Can't do that, though. Uh, why, why can't you do that? Well, you, you can. Like, you physically could do it. I don't think people are buying that. I think if you did Keenan Allen for Keenan Allen and another piece, let's say if someone has Tyreek and doesn't and, and needs a running back, okay. maybe it's not even a two-for-one. Maybe there's a route where they value someone else you have on your team. I'm not trying to trade Keenan Allen away, but I am curious what Keenan Allen can, can get me back after a big week. I think he's going to be great. I think he's going to be a top 12 wide receiver the rest of the year, especially with Mike Williams out. But after these big blow-up games, I am always, yeah. always wanted to see. Hey, what are your thoughts on Keenan Allen? Because if you can get sure. a King's Ransom for him, you obviously are going to move him. It's always about upgrading. Don't have bias. Don't, don't attach your emotions to these performances, right? So Keenan Allen's a guy that I would just want to see what I can get for him. Um, I'm not leaning towards trading him away, but I, I definitely want to see. He's 31 years old. 
the argument is like, oh, Mike goes down, he's going to get fed. But then there's the counter of like, well, maybe they blanket him even more. Maybe they cover him, right? Like, it doesn't, it goes both ways. Two other guys, Debo Samuel mm-hmm. and Derrick Henry. Yeah. Well, Debo, I'm shipping the fuck out. I, I just don't know. Like, he had a good week this past week. And no Ayuk. For how long? Well, no, I'm saying Ayuk was, was out this week. He's oh, going to okay. come back this right, week. Right, right, right. So, that like, is against Debo, obviously, if you if you have him. I I don't love Debo in this offense. Like, not only is there many mouths to feed, as we've talked about many, multiple times, but yep. we, we've seen Debo have success with another quarterback. Like, Brock Purdy, we just, ever since he's been at the helm, we haven't seen Debo have these really big breakout games. And I don't think it's going to happen again. Look, it could happen a couple times over the rest of the season, but we're trying to have consistency. And if exactly. you have Debo, you want to start him. Exactly. And so I'd rather get rid of him and get somebody that I'm more confident in, especially if you have holes in other areas. Uh, I, I'm, I'm good without, without Debo. James Cook, though, I do like James. Now, I think, I, I don't know for this for, this for a fact, maybe you can um, correct me if I'm wrong, but like his usage has been going up as well. Yep. Um, and, and he is another guy like HN, not as explosive as him, but... He doesn't need an insane amount of touches to have success. And so, uh, you know, big play guy. And I don't think he's commanding the the type of uh the, the the type of like value that you probably could be getting for him right now. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think with James Cook, like he's been great, right? But when you look at James Cook, he's had big games and conditions that were pretty perfect for him, right? The game script was favorable. The Bills have the fourth most difficult schedule moving forward for running backs. And the biggest thing for me is that the goal line work is going to Latavius Murray. Mm. James Cook has played in eight of the 29 offensive snaps when the Bills are inside the 10-yard line. That's a crazy stat. Yeah. So, like, he may, he's going to have value. But, again, James Cook, I think, is another person that could warrant some big returns in fantasy. Like, and, and the craziest part with fantasy trades is people look at the projected points, right? Like, that's, that's the thing. Like, what is he projected? That so much. It's insane. Like, if you see 12 points, you're like, eh. If you see 14, those little two points, people... Overreact to yeah. James Cook in a in a half or full PPR league might be at thirteen or fourteen right now, and that's pretty damn good. Yeah, he's and I'm not saying that like you want to trade him away because he's not going to have good games. I'm just saying I think James Cook could warrant guys that can bring a big enough return. I, I agree. You know, I agree with everything you're saying. So let's talk about the next guy on this list, though. Henry, Derek Henry. Yeah. Unless you have some thoughts on Debo, real quick. Because no, I mean, look, Debo Ayuk was out. I could. I would even add maybe George Kittle in there. I think. It's, it's just way too hard to, to rely on a, uh, on a guy that has so many mouths to feed. And now yeah. you can make the argument, well, well, Jacksonville has so many mouths to feed, do you want to trade for Calvin Ridley? Okay, well, the talent that's in San Francisco is a little bit different than Jacksonville. San Francisco, yeah. Brandon Ayuk, incredible wide receiver. Debo Samuel, incredible yak guy. George Kittle, one of the best tight ends in the NFL, if not the second best tight end in the NFL. So brockport has got to find all of them, and you got CMC back there. I'm just trying to trade Debo because he's had a big week, and that was likely a byproduct of having, you know, Brandon Ayuk out. When they're all in, it's a little bit different. If one's out, him or Kittle's going to go off or Ayuk's going to go off. So the Offenses are also different, right? Yep. Comparing San Francisco and Jacksonville. Like the, the San Francisco offense is known as a plug-and-play quarterback type of... Like you put anybody there, you put you there, you, you're going to have success because it's not necessarily about the quarterback overachieving. It's just about the quarterback doing what he has to do, spreading yep. the ball around, all that kind of stuff. Whereas Jacksonville is more of a traditional offense. And yes, they have a lot of mouths to feed, but Trevor Lawrence is going to get the best guy of the ball. Totally. And that's, so that's a little different than San Francisco. Let's talk about Derrick Henry, though. The offensive line, horrible. Tajay Spears' snap counts are increasing. Yeah, I hate that. Negative game strips. My thing with Derrick Henry is, and we know whenever you get to the fantasy playoffs, he's usually the king of the fantasy playoffs. He plays like teams like the Texans and the Colts and everything. But I think this team is going to be in a lot more negative game scripts. Yeah, what They sucks. can't put up points. And if they go down early, Tajay Spears is coming right in. 
The one counter I will make, and I want your thoughts on it, to Derrick Henry potentially staying on your team or even maybe buying low, whispering that, because I know so many people are off him at, at 29 years old or whatever he is. Yeah. Does he get traded? Yeah. I don't want to rely on that, but it wouldn't shock me if they're giving Tajay, and Tajay's good. Like, Tajay... Tajay's good, and he was a high draft pick. And yeah. so you know that, like, they like him, and they're going to utilize him. I believe a second-round pick, I, I think, if I'm not mistaken. He is getting more workload as the weeks go on, yep. and they love this kid. And, he, and, he, and he's good. He's athletic as hell. Mm -hmm. He provides more versatility than Derrick Henry. And, and for context on the game script, as you say, like, they're playing from behind. Derrick Henry's never been a receiving back. Totally. Which is why always, like... Like, fantasy-wise, he's great, but if I'm just forgetting fantasy, like, I like other guys more than Eric Henry because of that. And so, but it didn't matter before because they'd be winning. Now it kind of matters yep. because if they're playing from behind, like, he's not going to be getting as many as many touches and just not going to be on the field as much. In fact, I'm pretty sure in the first half of that last game, Tajay Spears outsnapped him, mm. right, mm -hmm. in, in, in the first half. And yep. so... That is just, that's not what you want to see if you're a Derrick Henry manager. But the thing is that's on your side is that the Derrick Henry hype is probably still big and big enough because of what he's done in the past few years. 2K, yep. uh, the fantasy playoffs, as you said, he's been such a league winner for so many people that you can probably still ride off of that and sell pretty high. Like, I'm confident in that, that, like, I think he had, like, three points this past week. People will be willing to ignore that because they are going to think, at least, he's going to be able to bounce back. I agree. It's funny. I, I was trying to pull up this article because I think so many people are going to say to trade Derrick Henry away. And so I wanted to find the argument that I had read as to why Derrick Henry could be a buy low candidate. Mm. Um, and so the person prefaced this like this could easily be a mistake. But let's consider sure. that one, his schedule so far has been difficult. And two, he's actually been decent in two of the three games. I think Derrick Henry's value could not be lower right now. Um, you could try and move a guy like like if let me put it like this. Miles Sanders or Derrick Henry, who are you taking the rest of the season? Henry. Derrick Henry and Zach Moss. I'll take Derrick. That, so that's my point, right? Yeah. So, like, if you can move one of those guys for Derrick Henry, I think – I understand if you want to sell him away, you might be selling him really low. You might also be able to get a, a decent return given that the name value is still there. But I also don't mind if you need a running back. Considering where the running back position is right now, he's still going to be a top 24 running back. Oh, and he's sure. still going to be touchdown dependent. And usually that can save you some weeks. He's going to have big blow-up weeks. I want to switch, though, to who to trade for. We have a lot of guys on this list, people to trade for. A lot of people not performing well. Uh, before we jump into it, I see a lot of comments. We are going to make sure... Um, I see someone saying, I keep forgetting D-Hop is on the Titans. Yeah, but the problem is Ryan Tannehill. And the offensive line is arguably the worst in the NFL. Um... But let's move into who to trade for, right? Mm -hmm. We talked about this, that there are so many weird names in the top 10 lists. So on this list that I want to go through, and we could touch on them briefly, is Bijan Robinson, Damian Pierce, which is a hot name that I see a lot of people trying to, to bench him and whatnot, Ramondre Stevenson, Josh Jacobs, Calvin Ridley, Jameer Gibbs, Rashad White, Jalen Waddle, Cooper Cup, Travis Etienne. If you were to show me this list before the season saying that they'd be on this buy low type of list, I would not believe it. But... Who, who would surprise you the most? Probably Calvin Ridley. Probably Calvin Ridley. Yeah. For sure. So all these guys you're considering like buy low guys right now. Yeah, right now. So, so it's who you should trade for and probably you could get good value for him. Yeah. I mean, look, let's, let's start with, with Jalen Waddle. How about that? Because I yeah. can, I, there's really one case to make for Jalen Waddle. Uh, he obviously didn't play this past week. The week before, he had four catches for 86 yards. He's still the number two on the best offense in the NFL. You love saying that. The best offense in the NFL? I mean, it's true. But I mean, yeah, of course. It. I've never been able to say that the Dolphins yeah. have the best offense in the NFL. Yeah. 
Did I mention the Dolphins have the best offense? No. Did they cool. score 70 this past week? Uh, yeah, should have been I 70. I actually forgot about that. Should have been 73, though. Wow, yeah, should have. Look, Jalen Waddle is a, 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 I think you can I, I think you can get him pretty low right now because he hasn't played. Get him before the blow up game happens. Uh, he had a good game against Buffalo last year, so that's my. Uh, I definitely think Jalen Waddle. What are some? What's a name on your list that uh, on this list at least that you like? Ramondre Stevenson. I don't think he's been. He hasn't produced what we in in the level that we would expect him to at this yep. point. He's another guy that's not in the top ten RBs right now. I'm, I'm checking. Yeah, he's not on that top ten running backs right now, and he's, I think he will be at the end of the year. The Patriots, they're weird, and they, they just, obviously their offense sucks, but Ramondre was reliable all year last year, and he's so versatile. The one thing we know about Zeke, like, I got Patriots fans texting me, and one of my boys is a Patriots yeah, fan, crazy. and he's like, bro, Zeke looks so good, like, uh, revenge game for Zeke yeah. against the Cowboys, and I'm like, bro, like, I'm, I'm trying to protect you right now, I'm letting you Don't know. Don't do it. Zeke had or would have spurts over the past few years and yep. be a game like that, and then he just looks terrible after that. And that's what's going to happen again. Ramondre will go back to what we've seen him be over the past year. Mm. And he's versatile. We know Zeke isn't that n- nowadays. And uh, I just think he's going he's gonna to pick back up. And that Patriots offense, like, they're going to have to rely on the most athletic guys on the field to, to go win, and, and Ramondre is that. So I, if I can get Ramondre for something cheap right now, especially because mm. he's not necessarily a household name, like we talked about even with, like, Derrick Henry, yep. then I think, uh, you know, people like to sleep on – Good players that are on bad offenses, yep. a lot of times they don't like those guys, even though they might produce, just like Adam Thielen right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ramondre is that guy like that. I agree. I mean, the case for Bijan also is <laughs> you draft a guy eighth overall, and yet you still don't give him goal line touches, right? Like, he still played 81% of the snaps in week three, which is an uptick from 72% in week two. He's playing the percent of the snaps? 80, 81% of the 81, snaps. That's high. That's um, great. You like to see that. He also led the team with a 22% target share uh, through these three games. So when I look at B. John Robinson, there's a blow-up game coming. There's a massive blow-up game coming. And the fact that you could still get this guy super low, uh, not really super low, but I think, let me rephrase. I think people would value like maybe Travis Etienne over Bijan, and rest of season I'd rather have Bijan. I get it. I mean, what you say is 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 perfect, right? It's like it's like a receiver that gets a shit ton of targets and that's, hasn't really converted that yet. Yeah. But it's going to. Yeah. And so that's what's Bijan. It's like, it's, it's, you're, you're waiting to pop. He's knocking down that wall and it just hasn't come down yet. And a lot of guys might not realize that that wall is like literally tipping over. Mm. And so with Bijan, I mean, those numbers that you love to see it. I mentioned it earlier the red zone touches and, and targets. He's one of the top five guys right now that are, are kind of getting that, but it's not resulting in the numbers you'd like to see yet. It will. It's literally a matter of time, and you're going to miss out if you don't go for it right now. So if you're going to buy low on him in, in relatives terms, then right now is the time. Yeah, I, I want to answer a lot of questions and get to them. Uh, the last person, or I guess last team that we can discuss, because there are some other guys on this list, um, but two I really want to focus on are these Jags players, Travis Etienne and Calvin Ridley. Now, Calvin Ridley is someone that first week has a blow-up game. Second week, Bad. the stats would look very different if he catches that touchdown in the end zone. Drops the touchdown, easy. Third week, gets hurt, but comes back. Doesn't have a great game. Three for 40 on seven targets despite 108 air yards. Like I said earlier, he is top 10 in fantasy points expected right now. That usually indicates that a player is going to have a bounce back game. I think better days are coming. He's going up against his old team in the Falcons in London. Oh, yeah. I would buy Ridley before the blow-up game happens. Ridley, to me, is a at at... His sweet spot in fantasy this year, rest of season for me personally, would be a low-end wide receiver one with the upside. 
and and a high end you know wide receiver two. I don't see anything lower than that, and I think he's being valued in the wide receiver two range right now. Maybe even wide receiver three if you're overreacting. Like I said earlier, someone tries, someone is trying to trade me Devon Achan for Calvin Ridley. So yeah, and then Etienne is is the other one. I mean, also the thing you have to consider is that receivers. We talked. Scott Engel talked about this. What was it two weeks ago? Receivers have a bad game or just some bad weeks. And I don't think Ridley's been yep. terrible, but he's underperformed. Feed him. The coach is going to feed him. The quarterback is going to feed him because they want to get his confidence up. And they know that, like it or not, like this guy's the most athletic player. Like he's the, he's the best, most talented player on this team. And so we want to be able to get him that ball. And that was evident with the Eagles this past week. You saw yep. what they did with AJ Brown. AJ Brown. Oh my God. They they fed the, the hell out of him. And yep. I think the Jags are going to do the same thing with Ridley. So again, get him before he pops. Yeah, and the same with ETN, right? Like, ETN is, is going to be a little bit harder to buy for. Uh, Tank Bigsby vultured that one touchdown opportunity that he would have had at the one-yard line. The explosive game is going to happen with ETN. It's coming very, very soon. Doug Peterson took over play calling in the second half of the game. The offense looked a lot better. Offense is going to bounce back. There are better days. Um, so ETN's the other one uh, to really buy for, you know. And, and before we go answer some questions, make sure to go to thegameday.com slash promotions. Uh, many may not know this, but Sleeper has one of the largest DFS multipliers in the entire industry. They're currently giving up to $100 match deposit when you use the code TGD. So make sure to go to thegameday.com slash promotions to find that offer. Um, let's jump into some questions, Felipe. I want to read some people on TikTok, then we'll jump over to YouTube. Um, so if you have any trade questions, uh, make sure to ask that. But this person said, Mason Barr said, should I trade Bijan CD for ETN and Jamar Chase? Actually an interesting one. Trade Bijan and CD for Jamar Chase and who? CD, uh, ETN. Uh, so he has Bijan and CD I land. would not. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to tell you why. I mean, Jamar bounced back this past week, I believe, right? Yep. I'm saying. Uh, and who's the running back? ETN. ETN. He, he, he would think he's going to be okay, too, the rest of the season. He's going to be all right, but... Bijan, as we just talked about, is he's about to pop, mm. and and the usage is going up. Eighty one percent of the snaps is is awesome. So that's just not converting yet, but you know it's going to convert the numbers. I also think CD is gonna play better than he's been playing right now. I think he's another guy who can probably is probably gonna finish in that top ten. Yep. That's not there right now. The, the game script for the Cowboys it hasn't been great for CD Lamb, like especially the first two weeks. They've been up by so much. They don't have to pass that much. Mm. Now, this past week was a different story. There was a lot of problems there. Obviously, the offensive line was all hurt. They're going to be healthy. They're, they're going to be all right. And they have to play better than what they just did. So, I think CD's going to get up there. And, and Bijan, I think, really carries that duo. I wouldn't do it, but I understand if you want to do it. I think you'll be okay if you do it. Jamar Chase is going gonna, is gonna to be Jamar Chase. But Joe Burrow kind of worries you a little bit. And ETN, even though we like the upside with him, there are kind of a lot of mouths to feed still, and it's, it's a little weird. But I agree. I wouldn't. I'm sticking with the Bijan, C.D. Lamb side. I think better days are coming for C.D. Uh, and Jamar. It's kind of a wash. They're kind of very similar, but I would rather the Bijan and C.D. Lamb side. Um, someone said, should I trade Tyreek for Travis Kelsey and Zeke? I think we can both say confidently. Tyreek for Travis Kelsey and Zeke? Yeah, I would say no. Yeah, no. I would say no. Not, not even close. Um, this person said, Foodie said on TikTok, I have Tua, C.D. Lamb, Calvin Ridley, Kenneth Walker, Bijan, James Cook, Laporta, Jacob. Should I make moves? I am wanting digs, bro. Your team is absolutely loaded. I was going to say. You have like, Kenneth Walker, Bijan, and James Cook, and Sam Laporta. You have Tua, C.D. Lamb, and Calvin Ridley. I wouldn't even make a move. Like, you don't need to. Yeah. Don't get caught up. Your team is is gross. Agreed. Uh, should I trade Jalen Waddle for Ridley and Debo for Olave? Um, This is from Bluebird on TikTok. Bluebird. Um, Jalen Waddle for Ridley? For Ridley. That's, that's a tough one. One-to-one? If it is one-to-one... 
I don't think you need to do it personally. Um, I wouldn't. And then if it's Debo for Olave, I'd prefer Olave over Debo. So. I would as well. Yep. Um, T. Higgins and DeAndre Swift or Waddle and Madison? Oh. Tough one. Because I'd rather I would Waddle. Take the fir- I'd keep the first. Yeah. Higgins and Swift, I would take. I, I think Swift, even though I know the Eagles' backfield is a little weird sometimes, what, what we, we've seen with trends, that's what I'm going to bank on, is that Swift is that guy, and they're going to utilize him. The offensive line is great. And then T. Higgins is T. Higgins. He's, he's going to be all right, even with Burrow being okay. Like, he's going to be good. Yeah. Also, I saw a foodie. He, the guy that said he has Tua, Lamb, Ridley, Walker, all this, like, he said he's one and two. Look, don't overreact to being one and two right now. Yeah. If you're 0 and 3, it's a different story. Don't, we're not at the panic button just yet. You have no. a ton of fucking pieces if you wanted to make a trade. So don't overreact. You'll be good this week. Um, 10 man, full PPR. Who should I go get? I have T Law, Bijan, Ramondre Stevenson, Jettis, I'm assuming, CD, Tyler Higby, and George Pickens. That's an interesting one. Because you have uh, Jettis and CeeDee Lamb. You have Bijan and Ramondre. And George Pickens is your flex, it looks like. I'm, yes, trying, to, I'm, nice. trying, to, I'm trying to package Pickens with someone, depending on who's on your bench, and, and going to upgrade whoever my flex might be. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, same thing. I mean, the, the, your, your starting lineup is nice. I mean, yeah. I don't know who you got in your bench. I think that would tell a lot more. Mm. Because you can obviously, like... Tra- trade depth for a big piece or whatever it may be. So I don't. I'm I want to jump over to YouTube. Gangsta Boy said um, yeah. in a redraft: uh, DeAndre Swift, Gus Edwards, Drake London, Fred Warner. Oh, it's a defensive draft for Travis oh, yeah. Etienne and David Montgomery. Who wins this trade? Can you repeat that? DeAndre Swift. Yeah. Gus Edwards. Okay. Drake London. Okay. Fred Warner. Okay. For Etienne and David Montgomery. Uh, I lean towards uh, the first. Uh, I. I I've said it a lot. I like I love DeAndre Swift, and then you throw some IDP guys in there. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't really know how you value uh, linebackers, in my opinion. I, I just don't know. So I like the first personally. Yeah. I think I lean the same, just because it's a lot to give up for for, for ETN. Now David Montgomery's going to play tonight, but it's it's a lot. Um, Pate said, "Do you like Joe Mixon or Derrick Henry more?" We'll we'll say we'll contextualize rest of season. I like Derrick Henry more. Mm. I might go Joe Mixon. Really? Because I think the volume is there. That's true. The offense has been bad. He's going to get targets. I think I slightly prefer Joe Mixon over Derrick Henry. I am biased. I have Henry on my dynasty uh, team. I don't think mm. anyone's going to trade for him. I mean, if you think it's hard to to get rid of him and redraft, imagine dynasty. Yeah. So um, I'm biased. I'm just hoping he gets back. So I understand the Mixon the favor there too. Um. This is what he said. Uh, half PPR. Nick said, half PPR. I have CD Lamb locked in. I need a win. I need, oh, I need wide receiver two in flex. AJ Brown, Puka, and Ridley pick two. So pick two out of AJ Brown, Puka, and Ridley. Uh, okay. That's Ooh. tough. That's really tough. Uh, that's, dude, that is tough. I will, ooh, I would go pick two out of those. I'd go AJ Brown and Puka. Yeah, I mean, look. The floor with Puka is high, even with cutback. And then, who has a higher floor between A.J. Brown and Calvin Ridley? I want to say Brown. Even though I think Ridley might have a higher ceiling. This one's tough. This one's really tough. It's a good problem to have, um, especially if you have CeeDee Lamb locked in. Because it's half PPR, I think I'm going to lean. I, I, I might lean towards, ah, fuck. Let's go A.J. Brown and Puka. 
Okay, so we agree, we agree on poop. We agree. The floor, yeah. right? It's the floor. Yeah. And then you you chose. He also hasn't scored a touchdown yet. I think he's going to find the end zone yeah, eventually. Like it, it, law of averages, yeah, he's going law to find average. the end zone. And you chose like, AJ Brown. I think you so have to same. go AJ Brown. It's tough. It's tough, but I just think you can rely more on him than than really at this moment. Yeah, it's uh, Zay Flowers or Chris Godwin. Zay's got a tough matchup. Zay. The Ravens are playing the Browns. Yeah, he does have a tough matchup. Bro, what a gauntlet for the AFC North these first couple of weeks. Yeah, it's fucking insane. They're all playing each other. They're all beating up on each other, and it's providing some disgusting football. But the thing with Zay, though, is he's getting his targets regardless. Like, people were saying, like, like oh, down week. He had 12 targets, I think. Yep. He had eight receptions. So, he only had 48 yards, uh, as we talked about in this the last fantasy episode, but... He's getting the volume, and it's a tough matchup. So if I have another guy, I've talked about my dilemma with Mike Evans or Zay. I'm starting Mike this week, uh, but Zay can still get his. And I, I saw something on Twitter, and it doesn't even matter that I just said that because I don't remember what it was, but it was something about <laughs> Zay having a big game this week. And so trust what I saw that I don't know. Oh. He could have a big game this week. So dope. So Thanks, dope. dude. God is dope. Um, he is dope. Um. We're going we're gonna to begin wrapping up. Uh, it's been going on for 45 minutes. As a reminder, we are going to be doing a start sit at 5 p.m. tonight. Hey, I know there's a lot of start sit questions. I see a lot of people asking other questions. Tonight's the night. If you have more questions, that is a time dedicated for just responding and answering. So uh, 5 p.m. tonight, make sure to tune into that. And uh, do we have one more question? Uh, let's see. Let's find one last question to go off of. Um, Lucas Vargo on TikTok said DeAndre Swift and Calvin Ridley for Amon Ra. Um, I don't think I do that. I don't think I, I do that. I would either. keep Swift and it also depends what you need. Like if are these guys a luxury or not? If you have other running backs, if you happen to have so many running backs on your team and you could Swift is just a trade, like someone that is you're using as, you know, trade bait. Yeah. I think you could here's the thing. Usually when you're sending two for one, that one guy needs to provide so much more upside than the others. And I think that Ridley ceiling, it's close to Amon Ra, and then you package Swift with that. Like, I if I was on the other side of that, I would do that. Like, I would get rid of Amon Ra for those two in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um. Well, that was fun. All right, that was our fantasy look ahead. As a reminder, like I've said, five o'clock tonight. Um. Then our uh, predictions episode will come out tomorrow. Uh. So make sure if you if you want to bet on any of the games or you don't know who to choose or who to bet on, make sure to listen to that predictions episode tomorrow. And then on Sunday, we do our watch-along and pregame show. So from 12 o'clock to 12.50, we do our pregame show. We'll talk through the slate of games. We'll talk through fantasy. And then from 1 o'clock to 4 o'clock, we're playing a bunch of games, watching the games together. So come shoot the shit with us. Make okay. sure to tune into that. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, and then as a, my last reminder, go to thegame.com slash promotion. Sleeper has one of the largest multipliers in the DFS industry. If you use code mm. TGD, they're giving up to $100 match deposit. Ooh, that's but nice. before we leave, Felipe's going to give us parting words. Words right. of wisdom. Here we go. Parting words is Zay Flowers is going to have a down game. Let him have this down game this, and then buy. this week. And then trade for him. Was, were you going to say fuck? Okay. All right. Well, hey, we'll see you tomorrow. I love you. Goodbye. The Caps Off Podcast is brought to you by The Game Day. Starring Adam Tabachnik, Felipe Fontes, Jack Perotti, and Matan Mann. Producers Ben Wolfen and Matan Mann. Don't forget to check out our social at Caps Off Pod on Instagram and at Caps Off Podcast on TikTok. And go to thegameday.com for all the best sportsbook offers.